every patch of grass has the potential to become a skyscraper. All it needs is to be put under construction. Welcome back to yet another episode of Under Construction SA. I am your host. My name is Chiso Mutsumani. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please click on that subscription button. Please like, comment, and share it on your social media. And today we we're flying today. We really like flying, literally, literally flying. Today I'm introducing to you Usia Kolwa. How are you, my brother? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. You know, uh, guys, you know, when, when I heard your story, bro, like, I was like, wow, you, you have such an amazing story. And I look forward to, to having this, this interview. And you guys, while I'm still on this, um, we have an, and we're running, uh, yo, I'm losing my chain of thoughts here. We're running a competition, uh, 103 at time. What do you have to do? What you have to do is you share the link to each and every episode for the month of September. Secondly, you subscribe to our channel. And then thirdly, if you share anything under construction related, you get to enhance your chances. So it's that simple, subscribe, share the episodes and share everything under construction related as under construction SA related. The essay is very important. Um, let's get right into it. Um, we'll see, uh, um, I just wanna know now, um, I wanna take it to the beginning. How was <laughs> it growing up in your household? Like at your home, how was it being with, whether with your siblings or your mom or your parents or your grandmother, I don't know. Like, what are your fondest memories? How, how was your childhood like? Well, the first thing I should say is obviously I'm grateful to come from an under average family. So as to be a testimony to the young kids out there that it's possible. So growing up, um, I was actually, I didn't know that there can be wealthy people, there can be people that are poor, there can be people living a better life. I thought my life was better, you know, because there were people living in circumstances much worse than mine, you know. So my memories, uh, <laughs> it's obviously being in a condition where um, you, you have to be taught by your grandmother how to do this, how to do that. And obviously, um, growing up, it was never one of those days where you complain for not having certain things, you were grateful for whatever you had, you know. So that is the spirit of managed to grasp at a very young age, you know, school, church, and so on and so on. So having been um, groomed by my grandmother, you know, and some other people in the community, you know, because you should know by now, you know, so it was not only family that groomed me to be the man I am today. It was also um, everyone else in the community, you know, that's, that's how it's been. So how would you say that the, the growing up in the community and being raised by your grandmother has shaped the kind of man that you're becoming or the decision, like how has it impacted the decision that you have made for you as a man where you are right now? Uh, I strongly believe the influence was actually brought by the fact that um, everything that I wanted, it looked far-fetched until I applied the efforts, you know, um, I remember sometime complaining to my grandmother that 
I never had a birthday cake. What is my father doing, you know? She told me that it's not about the birthday cake. It's about what's going to happen in the near future, you know? So I've always been grateful for whatever I have. And for, for whatever I don't have, I usually apply the efforts required, you know? Um, that's, that's how it has been for the rest of my life. If I don't have it, I want it. I work hard to, 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 to put myself towards where I want to be, you know, to achieve whatever I wanted to achieve in my life. So I think the spirit, I learned it at a very young age and it has been helpful and it's keeping me up. Even now, we're still soaring high, achieving whatever it's there to, to achieve and making moves and also not forgetting to be of inspiration to young men and ladies that, uh, young men and young women that are growing up in similar conditions or even worse conditions that, hey, don't give up now, it's gonna get better soon. Wow, wow. You sound like a motivational speaker, but I really, really <laughs> love I love your story, man. Um, to get into the to the meat of the things, um, you are a commercial pilot. <laughs> Tell me what why did you go into that specific, why did you choose that that lane, that career? And as well, please explain, because I see that the word is very specific, commercial. Is there any <laughs> other pilot we like I need to know, I didn't, I, I didn't know until I was making research. I'm like, yo, okay, there's a commercial pilot and other pilots. Yeah, well, um, yo, to answer your first question, what inspired me to choose the career field? Um, it is simply because of the situation or the location I grew up in, you know. I grew up not too far from the airport, so I kept on seeing aircraft, airplanes taking off on a daily basis, you know. Growing up, I used to play with uh, toys that I made myself, your kites, you know. So those were the things that inspired me very well, you know. Until this one time I found this pen and I, I saw it as written pilot. It actually caught my attention, you know. I discovered what was a pilot was a plane operator. So I was like, oh, actually, this is quite interesting. Remember in grade five, my friend said, I'm going to be a police, I'm going to be an engineer. So I, I said, I'm going to be a pie, a pie note or a lipot, something like that, because I pronounced, I mispronounced the name and they laughed at me. And I later realized actually the correct pronunciation is pilot, you know, and that's how I got um, into the career field. And it has been since then that uh, I had this dream um, that was since uh, 2007 or six, I can't remember, you know, I was in grade five at that time. And growing up in the vicinity of the airport, even in my primary school, I kept on seeing the planes, you know, because I was not so situated too far from the airport. I could see them on a daily basis, you know. So those were the things that inspired the men I am today that actually I really want to achieve this one day, you know. And the challenges of life where you have to prove it that this is what you want. So I, I went through those as well, you know, uh, but I managed to be where I am today. Your other question is, why specifically a commercial pilot, you know? Well, um, I guess um, the best way to, to answer that, it would be the fact that, um, well, you, you can qualify as a, as a pilot, but uh, whatever, it will then depend on what qualification and what experience you have and, and uh, what are you doing, you know? Um, there's different kinds of ratings and different kinds of uh, licenses as well, you know? You can be a helicopter pilot, you can be an airplane pilot, um, and you can be a drone pilot even, you know, 
So you, it's different levels of, of your pilot licensing. So as the stripes as well, they indicate what you have and where you are. And the trainings are done in the general aviation, which is in the private sector. And you proceed with your other training in the Air Force, you know. So you then go through the same process of training. You know, you get your private pilot, your student pilot license, your private pilot license. You qualify to be a commercial pilot. And then you advance your skills to be an airline transport pilot. Um, so that's how it is. Wow, yo, today we are learning, you know, you are, you are <laughs> even those things speak, I didn't know that. Like, and I think that's what, as, as under construction, we are there for, we are here to disperse information. We are here mm -hmm. to make sure that the young person out there, the young adult out there, even the older person that's seeking information, maybe about someone like you who's a pilot, what does it take? Where does one go? And what are the different types of pilots and stuff like that? And I think we exist for that. And just thank you for that information that you've just given us. I want You're to take welcome. it back. Now that you are a pilot, we, we started, we started at where you are right now. Now I want to run it back again. You know, I want to take it back to 2014 when <laughs> you, you failed your metric. Are uh, you surprised? <laughs> you no, know what you said, your brother. <laughs> I see. I'm surprised. <laughs> so I want to understand, you know, what were you going through? What was happening around that time after you have failed? What were you feeling? Did you ever think at that time you feel like a failure? Did you ever think that you reach the heights that you've managed to reach so far? You know, in my life in general, there's there's one word that I hate. The only word it could be, I regret, you know, I don't use that term, you know. And um, I never regretted failing a trick, but I looked at it and said, um, actually, you know, during the last um, few months of the year, I got distracted because I thought I was going to survive using my I, my talent, you know, because I used to be an amateur actor in high school, entertainer. So I know that during that time, I was like, okay, um, it seems like I'm going to fail my trick. Um, I got hopeless, you know. I was like, I'm going to survive using my, my skill, my talent. You know, I could do it at my best, just crack a joke, people laugh, and then I'm going to get paid. You know, that's how I thought of it. Until this one time I spoke to my uncle, he said, young man, you're only 17 years of age and um, you can go back to school. And I was trying to make means and see which, what can I do? Should I join the, the, the South African police services? Should I join the military? Um, what should I do exactly? You know, I was trying to figure out a way and I realized that, no, the best thing to do at this point at the age of 17 is to convince myself and go back to school. You know, it was never easy, I promise you, being at school, feeling like you're doing corrections, other guys are teasing you. But I was there knowing that I have a reason to be here. I promise you from the first term to the last term, um, I was doing very good. And there were some of my classmates even saying it, Asia, at least we know you will pass and uh, you just want to see which results are you gonna get, you know? So we do get those downfalls in our lives. And what matters most is what you do about falling down, you know? So I remember very well that other people passed and I, being Zazini, which is my surname, was the last one in, in the thingy, in, in the newspaper. So I was expecting to see myself there, but it was the introduction of using exam numbers now, you know? So I was number 62, I think, and the last number that appeared was 61. It was heartbreaking, you know? 
to realize that you're not here. And the guys both are joking, like, if you didn't get anything, you didn't appear in the newspaper, at least you'll find yourself in the boxer special newspaper and so on. And so. People were making fun of it, you know. So I didn't choose to look at it and say, this should be the very reason why I am demotivated. I realized that I was not the only one who wanted to go back to school. Me and my other friends, to name a few, Bubele Nazo, um, we decided to go back to school. You know, we went back to school and um, we fought. Even the teachers were surprised that, Zazi, how did you fail? I couldn't explain it because they looked at me and said, he was a disciplined student, you know? How did you fail? I couldn't explain, but when I went back again, 2015, I made sure that I pick up where I left, you know, and just to get the passes and continue to look forward for my dream, you know? Cause I always wanted to be a pilot. Being an amateur actor is something that came as a hobby. Then I realized that I was actually good at it at that time, you know? So probably that's something I'm gonna go for in the near future. Now that I'm in Johannesburg now, so it might be one of those things that I'll do on my on my flexi time, work on it. Probably you'll see me again in your screens again. Yeah, it's crazy because I was about to ask you what happened, what what happened to the talent, but I'm I'm glad that you still pursue <laughs> that as 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 one of your careers or one of the things that you want to do. <laughs> but I also can relate to your story when you say you failed and the, and the teachers were surprised. I once yeah. was at that moment, I can really relate. <laughs> and I want you to speak to someone who might be in, in what I would term in a metric, which means in, in a year where you failed, someone that's, mm -hmm. that's in that same space that you were in when you failed, someone that has, has a failed business, someone that has failed metric, someone that has failed a semester, someone has failed, like someone that is that is in a hopeless situation. What would what would be your advice to them in this point in time? That's a powerful word. The only thing I'd say to them is, even if situation would seem hopeless, you know, even if conditions would look like they're not in your favor, you know, uh, just remember that if it was easy to achieve, everyone else would be doing it, you know. The mere fact that you're failing, it means that it's hard. It requires so much hard work, you know. Um, you shouldn't just be having a tunnel vision, you know. Uh, all you need to know is that if I achieve this, and this is going to be one thing I always wanted in my life, I have to get it done, you know. So one important thing is to remember that expensive dreams don't come cheap, and they will never do, not even in single day, you know. We have to work hard and establish ourselves, you know. You know where you come from. It's your own situation, own background. No one can recreate it. Only you can change it, you know. That has been the pressure that I and my other friends have been feeling that I cannot let history repeat itself, you know. We need to break the chains of poverty. It's all up to you if you want to break the chains of poverty or you want to continue to starve, you know. You are not born to starve. You, you were born in poverty. You can't manage to die in poverty. You've got all what it takes from the brain to the two eyes, mouth and hands, to the ears as well to make use of them. Every body part you have, you have to make use of it to, to the fullest, you know. You need to use your brain to think, your eyes to visualize, your ears to listen, your mouth to represent yourself or to motivate other kids which is some of the things that we do when we have time that we wanna make sure that um, kids from the same situation, same background, they need to realize that it's possible. Don't look at the fact that you're here now, just look at the fact that where you're going in the next 
five, four years down the line, you know. So those are some of the things that I'd want everyone else to, to remember and keep in mind that it's possible, it's achievable, you know. It just requires you to apply effort. Never be demotivated by what other people say. Always remember, if you stand in front of the mirror, it's only you and the man or the lady in front of the mirror, you know. Tell that guy that it's possible. Tell him you can do it, you know. And always remember that um, it is all upon your responsibilities, your best abilities to change whatever situation you come from back home. That is all I have to say to everyone else. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. Not even going to try and add to that. You heard what the man said. It's up to you what you're going to do with this information. My brother, yo, I want to end it off here, but you have to continue. So... <laughs> you 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 finish your matric now you've passed and now you find yourself at pick and pay as a pack take me through that take me through that <laughs> this guy's sure take me take me through that that, that that season what was the whole mindset behind you working there why would you go there I, don't, I wouldn't expect first of all someone that has a dream to become a pilot to be a pack and pick and pay what informed that decision and what was happening as well around the time? You keep on surprising me, eh? Um, well, uh, to, in short, you know, um, after passing my trick 2015, I was happy like every other kid would be, but I realized that uh, it's, a, it's about time now to prove it. You are done with high school. You've got your matric certificate. You managed to do it. So the next move now would be working towards your, 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 your pilot career, you said you want to be a pilot. So I started applying with the military, applying with the um, South African Air Force, South African police services, you know. But I realized that actually, if I apply and be seated at home idling, it won't be of any help, you know. Let me get going, get something. Um, I'm going to need some, some toiletries here and there. I'm going to need some basic needs. I need to be able to support myself, you know. Because at that age, my father couldn't uh, provide for me. He was he cannot provide for me anymore, you know. I've got siblings that he had to look for, you know, and look after, you know. So I decided to get a job so that I can be able to get whatever I needed and be able to support where I can, you know. So I'm one person that works hard to get whatever they want, you know. So I decided that after matric, I'm really going to look for a job, you know. That's, gonna, that's the only thing that's going to keep me busy. If I end up sitting at home, I might end up doing drugs, might end up um, being arrested. It was, it's those things you don't plan them to, you, you never plan them, you see them happen. You happen to be in the event where someone got stabbed, now you have to be a witness, you end up being arrested and so on and so on. So the, the idea behind all of that was to keep myself busy. You know, the only thing that could keep me busy was to use my time to earn money, you know, cause I did that. And fortunately I got, um, a job at the local supermarket pick and pay, which happened to be about five kilometers away from my house, you know, and um, from there, that's how everything else happened. You know, as I was working there this other day, uh, I felt so jealous to see on a newspaper that an East London pilot is flying kids. And I was like, oh, how I wish I was in I was still in school. I was a student, you know. Um, I could be flying, you'll never know. In fact, where are these things happening? Why they didn't come to my school when I was there, you know? And um, this one time now I'm working, um, packing suits and, and the other things. And I saw this guy walking in the store and I was like, hey, aviation, something to do with flying. 
how about I in intercept this guy? Okay, he's going down the aisle, so let me approach him from the front, you know. Walked up straight to him, tried to work on my English. Fortunately, it was getting there that time. And um, yo, I managed to intercept the guy. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to disrespect you, but your uniform caught my attention. We spoke, he was very friendly, you know. Um, I was actually impressed that he, he had an American accent and he told me that, no, he's from, he's from Namibia, you know. He, I'm actually not the first one to say that. And I realized that Namibia is just up the, up the borders, you know. So, yay, this guy's an African. Okay, I'm feeling much better now, you know. And he told me that, um, well, we can, you can get my business card. Um, all I can do is to keep in touch with you and we'll talk. And that's how everything else happened, you know. Since that day, we managed to be in touch as we are still in touch today. And so those are some of the guys that I'm looking forward to that are actually making me and grooming me to be the man I am today. So me working at the supermarket, was not, it was not by mistake. I, pro, I strongly believe it's a day that was planned. And the only thing I needed to do was to be in action to work towards that day. And because I promise you, it only took that guy and those, those two guys, the one that was flying the, the Islandian kids and the one that I met at, at the supermarket, it only took those two guys to actually have me where I am today. Their motivation, their inspiration, um, their words of uh, wisdom, they made me the man I am today. So we've been in touch since then as we are still in touch even now. So we ended up talking on a daily basis, giving me advices. I was even willing to take a student loan, you know? They both suggested that don't do it. It's going to be expensive to pay back. You can't afford that. So it has always been something of that kind. And the other guy from Namibia said, you know, uh, sadly, I cannot pay for your studies, you know, and because I am also being funded to continue to do my, my aviation studies and training and so on, you know. The only thing I can do for you is to give you a flight. And um, I said, I'd really be a happy to get that you know because i knew deep down that's 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 this is one thing i want to do if it takes me 10 years so it be i'm willing to take it you know so now it happened that on the first of december 2016 um if i remember very well it was on a wednesday or a weekend but um the guy gave me a call he said yeah uh, would you be able to pull up at the east london airport and i said oh yes i'm on my way as we speak i'm went there and he said, my friend, I'm gonna take you for a flight today. This is the only thing I can do to you right now. That's the only thing I can help you with. I can't find you, I can do anything else, you know. It took that flight to make me the man I am today. It took only that flight to see me looking like this. Ever since the 1st of December, 2016, I decided to soldier on, look for funding, you know, and, um, and pursue my studies in aviation, you know. I was fortunate enough that I was, I was able to get all what I wanted to do. Accordingly, at the right time, at the right place, I met um, the right people at the right time, read the right stories at the right time. So that's how it has been, you know, working at Pick and Pay, it was never a mistake. It was a stepping stone, you know, and I still go to that Pick and Pay. The people I work with, they still smile at me. They know I'm still OCR, the one that worked with them, you know. Um, and I still love them and I still love the supermarket. And I think I like the, the franchise in general, you know? So that's how it is. That's the relationship I have with them. You know, I love them so much. They, they gave me better days when um, it was tough. Okay, wow, man. Your, your story, 
I really, really love your story. And thank you for telling your story. And in case if you just tuned in right now, you are on Under Construction SA, and we are sitting down with Sia Zazini, a commercial pilot from the Eastern Cape, who now resides in Johannesburg. He's also an aspiring actor, and I think he's also going to be a speaker as well, because his story, <laughs> I think, all over the world, a lot of people need to hear this, a lot of young people, a lot of the old people as well. His story will definitely inspire a lot of people. And in case you have not subscribed yet, please click on the subscription button, like, comment. And this story, I think it needs to reach a lot of people. Share with your friends that you know need to hear something like this, man. So see, yeah, we, we, we are continuing now um, with, with, with your pilot journey and stuff like that. I would like to know if, if someone out there wants to do what you're doing, what are the steps? that one can take, where should they go? Like step by step, what should they do? You know, someone out there, young lady, young man, old. Yeah, it works. Well, one important thing, it's possible, it's doable. Uh, whatever age, whatever race, what age, whatever gender, it's possible. You can do it, you know? Um, I remember when we were doing a pilot training, there were some other old men that were doing the same courses we were doing, they were doing it for hobby, you know? And so I was doing it um, as, um, as my profession so as to provide for the entire family, you know? So it's possible whenever, wherever you come from, you can do it. Um, all you need to do is to apply the efforts and be um, the one that works towards your goal, you know? So what you do is if you are in high school, um, you stay in school and remember that you can be a pilot if you don't have your matric certificate, if you don't have good results, you know. Stay in school, get the results, and uh, from there, um, you can then um, manage to, 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 to look for funds, to look for bursaries, and um, by getting the bursaries, you'll then be in a better position to, to continue with your studies and study and become a pilot, you know. Uh, the problem with that now is other people that don't have medicine science, they struggle to get bursaries, you know. So it is advisable that you know that getting funding is a challenge. You should remain uh, determined and working hard towards getting funds to pursue your studies in aviation. It's possible, it's doable, whatever age, as long as you are medically fit and you have enough funding to pursue your studies in aviation. Okay, wow. Thank you, have heard it, it's possible. The key word for me there that he said mm -hmm. is that it's possible. So see, I mean, we, We've been through a, a tough period of COVID. I'd like to know from you, what have you learned? What are you taking away from this period of COVID briefly? In, in every negative situation, there's always the positive one. But when everyone else is focusing on the major negative one, which is the bigger picture, um, um, everyone else get to actually feel like it's the end of the world, you know? Um, I strongly believe that things will be better. Life will go back to normal and we will be able to live our lives normally as long as we um, abide by the government uh, regulations, you know, wear our masks, sanitize, continue working from home in, in situations, situations of, of this kind, you know. So um, all, all I've learned so far is actually the fact that um, it is not about what you have and where you are. Um, it's possible that you're a full-time employee, you can lose your job, but don't focus on the fact that you lost your job. Just focus on the fact that what else can you do, you know? 
Don't always focus on the negative. Just look at the positive one. Remain with that because that is the one that you need to proceed and live your life freely. Um, I hope that's all I have to say. <laughs> Yo, we can sit here all day and, and, and listen to you. But unfortunately, we're running out of time. And that's why we have to get into this part that I love, which is the, 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 the part that I enjoy, the funnest part of Under Construction SA. If you right now were to describe your life with a song, which song would it be? And please <laughs> sing the chorus for us. Ay, 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 ay. <laughs> That's People. quite difficult. Uh, well, there's, 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 there's quite an artist that I listen to, you know. Uh, most of those are from the Eastern Cape, they're from the country. So I would have to think properly um, to choose between the artists that I would be so wrong. Uh, but uh, I don't really know which, which song to choose right now. I've got a couple of them ringing in my mind, you know. Uh, no, the one I am a best singer, by the way. The one that describes where you are right now, that describes the climate, that, that best describes the mood and where you are right now. And sing it for us. It's, it's obviously a song by MT. Um, now to choose which one from those, I'll have to think. Uh, I think the name of the song is Thank You. You know, um, it says Umtung Umtung Abandu, you know. I, I cannot sing, you know. If you know the song, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yes, so. we can sing it together. That's it. Yeah. You can do it for me. <laughs> hey, guys, I tried. I also can't sing. But yeah, man, that's what we, we also here to also have fun. Um, lastly, man, as we close this thing off, what can we expect from you briefly? What can we expect from you? All you can expect from me is more hard work and more inspirational talks and more of this kind. The, the main idea behind all of this is just to make sure that the kids from similar backgrounds from where I come from, or even Western Indies, they know that um, it's possible they can do it. Uh, they just need to have the right mindset and work towards it, you know? Um, well, uh, obviously, like I said, I cannot continue being a pilot only because if I lose my medical, then that means I cannot continue to, to exercise my pilot privileges. So I am looking forward to explore, looking at um, working on my talent or the talent that I think I used to have and just brush on it and see where it will take me. You know, I strongly believe I have um, my mouth to talk. I can continue with the motivational speeches as well, you know? So that's all I have to say. That's all you can expect from me this time around. Wow, man. Asia, thank you. Thank you very much for coming through and being with us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Yasa Zini, your commercial pilot, an aspiring actor or entertainer, an inspirational speaker. And yeah, man, today's episode, I think it's it best described what we are as under construction essay and from my side i'm fulfilled i'm motivated and i know i'm going to learn a lot and and i just hope you take this episode the one that's watching and share it with people because people need to hear such stories stories of people like sia who went from failing to being a pack at pick and pay that's where he met someone that really helped him to get where he is and someone that's not from a 
a, a, an affluent background, someone that's that, that's from from poverty, someone that was raised by a grandmother, and these are stories that really we are here for. And from me to Somotomani, your host, we look forward to seeing you next week, same time, same place. I'm out. <laughs>